0: Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh,
1: it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Welcome to Tradies News in a Nutshell on SEM. Have your say. Call 1-300-01-1170 or text 0457-736-736. Yes, good morning, everyone. Welcome along to Trades News in a nutshell for this Wednesday morning. It is the 20th of April 2022, middle of the week already. Uh, Daniel Pedigree in the chair for the next hour before Jimmy Smith and Jaleesa Apps take you through breakfast from 6am. And as per usual, quite a big show. I tell you what, if you're listening through 1170 SEN in Sydney, uh, first taste of winter. I think this morning I didn't have the jumper on as I left the house. It quickly did go back on. A lot of rain and storms overnight. So I hope everyone is safe. Uh, Plenty to get through between now and 6am. Of course, teamless Tuesday yesterday. Uh, We'll have a chat about that. Some uh, interesting decisions and inclusions and exclusions from various clubs so we'll have a chat about that in just a second. Uh, In around about 15 minutes we're going to cross to Melbourne and have a chat to Matty Cox. He hosts Tradies News in a Nutshell in Melbourne and discuss all the big issues coming out of Melbourne and uh, we'll have a chat about things happening here in Sydney as well so we'll do that in around about 15 minutes time from now and we also have some live sport on this morning which will keep you uh, very much up to date with. It is a very important English Premier League clash between uh, Liverpool and Man United. has just kicked off, two minutes gone, nil all between Liverpool and Man United, but... Now, uh, you look at uh, the table, Liverpool sitting on 73 points. Um, Man City, obviously, with the game in hand, and um, they play, I think, tomorrow morning. They're on 74 points. Meanwhile, Man United sit in fifth position on 54 points. They're just three points behind Tottenham on 57 points. So, an important game, uh, more so, you would say, for Liverpool uh, in terms of the title race. But uh, Man United, we wanting to get into that uh, top four as well. So we'll keep you across that uh, throughout this show. And then, of course, uh, Jimmy Angelis will be across it in breakfast as well. Nil all at the moment after two minutes of play. It's two past five. Let's kick off with this. The Hot Topic, thanks to Rheem. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a ring. Yes, does your hot water need replacing? Get one that's steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a ream. Uh, Now, I was talking to a friend of mine last night, um, and he is a Parramatta fan, but he actually said he was quite happy for the Tigers and Jackson Hastings, and he admitted that Parramatta didn't really play that well on Monday. But he talked about that was one of the more heartbreaking losses. He was at the game, what, 28,000, the majority of them Eels fans. So... On one three hundred o one eleven seventy or o four five seven seven three six seven three six. I wanna get your most heartbreaking loss. Now, I'm sure a lot of people will nominate NRL Grand Finals, and that's fine. But is there anything else that stands out? Your most heartbreaking loss. Now, we won't, won't be miserable. We'll have a bit of fun with it. But o four five seven seven three six seven three six or one three hundred o one eleven seventy. Uh, I can think of a couple, uh, but I will talk about them a bit later on. Most heartbreaking loss in sport, because and maybe tomorrow we'll do your best moment in sport or something like that. But uh, heartbreaking loss in sport: oh four five seven seven three six seven three six or 1300 one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Because it is funny, sport can do that to you. Uh, it can be good one moment and absolutely awful the next. And I think there were some West Tigers fans in tears of joy on Monday afternoon or Monday night when they won. Uh, that game against the paramaterials. But yeah, heartbreaking losses. I'm sure there's a lot. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six 736 736 or 01 1170. We'll get to your texts shortly coming up to four past five. Now, our team list Tuesday, yesterday. Um, good news for the West Tigers. Jake Simpkin, who I would have said, and, and look, who knows if he's going to play. He's been named um, and he has been cleared of a serious ankle injury and named to start against South Sydney on Saturday. Um, It's been uh, described by a club official as only minor ligament damage. Well, when he went off the field in that second half, midway through that second half against Parramatta, you thought uh, this could be awful. And I thought he had his best game. And I thought all all the credit, rightly so, on Jackson Hastings and Luke Brooks. But I thought Jake Simpkin out of dummy half was very, very important for the Tigers in that game. So if he can play and... We'll see if he takes a field on Saturday. Uh, it's a big in for them. But even if he doesn't play this weekend but can at least uh, take the field in the next couple of weeks, uh, that is a very good sign for them. And also a good sign for them as well is that uh, Jacob Little, he's been named as a reserve uh, while the other hooking option, Jock Madden, retains his spot at number 14. So enough options there uh, for the Tigers. Uh, Michael McGuire still naming Jackson Hastings and Luke Brooks in the halves. We will see what happens with that. Uh, Now, uh, Rabadais forward Tom Burgess for that same game has been named on the bench with Hamasele to start. Um, So that is news for South Sydney. Now in Cronulla, for Nukin is out with concussion. Cameron Kinnis will start at lock against Manly. And Aidan Tolman will start for Braden Hamlin-Ueli at prop with the Ford set to be sidelined for up to three months here. Devastating news. Uh, out of Cronulla there. Siona Katoa's a knee returners has uh, pushed uh, Moani Hirata out of Craig Fitzgibbon's side. Britton Nakora uh, will line up in the back row uh, after he missed with COVID protocols. And just on that, it does seem like um, in Sydney at least, and looks like in Victoria as well, that... Uh, The close contact isolation laws will be changing at some point this week, which will have an impact, uh, you would imagine, in terms of uh, the NRL and all other sports uh, as well. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, Now, speaking of uh, COVID, Morgan Harper will return to the centres for Manly as well. Now, uh, for Canterbury, uh, Carl Flanagan will have his third game in a row at halfback against Brisbane. Uh, centre Braden Burns and back rower Chris Patolo are replaced by Aaron Shoup and Corey Waddell, respectively. Now, this is a good story. Ta- Mary Martin. Tamari Martin will make an emotional comeback from retirement after he had a brain bleed at fullback in his first game since April 2019. Uh, Tyson Gamble was favoured over Billy Walters in the number six jumper, uh, who has been playing decent footy, uh, Billy Walters, but looks like he... Uh, May move into hooker for Jake Turpin, who has been dropped. Payne Haas has served his one-game ban and will start at props. An important in uh, for the Broncos there. Uh, Mixed use for Brad Arthur's uh, outside back stocks with Tom Opechek cleared of any serious neck injuries. Uh, but Marita Nicora is going to be rested due to some leg tightness. Uh, will Penasini will replace Nicora at centre with Hayes Purim on the wing. While prop Regan Campbell-Gillard, and he uh, didn't look too good when he went off the field. He has been named, though, after suffering an ankle injury on Monday. Jake Arthur has earned a bench spot ahead of Mitch Rain. Uh, the Knights will welcome back Adam Clune with his round six uh, replacement Phoenix Crossland shifting to the bench. Uh, Raiders coach Ricky Stewart has opted for a new look uh, back five for uh, for Sunday's clash against Penrith. Winger Jordan Rapana will play at fullback with Shine's nickel clock set on the bench. Uh, boom back Xavier Savage is on the wing. Uh, the Panthers are unchanged. Uh, Tyrell Sloan, uh, no call-up yet for that important Anzac Day clash for the Dragons against the Roosters. Moses Mbai will keep the fullback position. And Paul Mamoroski, he'll come into Trent Robinson's side for Kevin Deguama in the centres. And CSU Itaki Aho has been named ahead of Daniel Saluka Fafita on the bench for the Roosters. And the final game, uh, which will be Monday night, uh, Prop Jesse and a back row, Kenny Bromwich are back. Coven and Force layoff to take their places in Melbourne's starting side, pushing Brandon Smith to the bench against New Zealand. Uh, Pappenhausen, Ryan Pappenhausen, who suffered an ankle injury, is cleared to play. So that's just some of the team news, of course. Uh, we can always uh, change, of course. Uh, that can always change throughout the next few days. Uh 0457 736 736. Or 1300 01 1170. Talking heartbreaking losses in sport this morning, James has texted in saying Australia versus Italy 2006 World Cup. The pub went from absolutely jumping after the red card to flat and silent after the penalty to completely empty <laughs> 10 minutes after the game. Now, thank you for the text, James. I was a bit too young, a couple of years too young to be in a pub, but I remember watching all of those. Uh, performance, uh, all of those World Cup matches, the whole country was. There were live sites in Sydney and across Australia and that Italy game, uh, we still uh, I still maintain to this day we could have still uh, won that game we didn't uh, in the end, obviously but he's right, it was so deflating after uh, everything that had happened, Um and if they could have just uh, won that game, but I imagine in the pubs around Australia, it would have been uh, very upsetting. And probably, well, I'm pretty sure it is Australia's best performance in the World Cup uh, to date. So, uh, yeah, could have just gone one more uh, disappointing. 0457, thank you for the text. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. And from uh, the Oval treatment just before a break, Hi, Dan. I have two heartbreaking losses from an Australian sport. Greg Norman's loss at the 1996 Masters. Yes, that's an obvious one. And this one, I really like this one. And Jane Savile's disqualification in the 20-kilometre walk at the 2000 Sydney Olympics. We've got to go to a break. We might talk more about that in a second, Yeovil Truman, after we speak uh, to Matty Cox from Melbourne. That's a great text. Keep them coming. There's a few more there. I will get to them shortly at 10 past 5. We'll take a break. And after this, we'll speak to Matty Cox down in Melbourne. It is at 14 past five to Maddie Cox in just a second. Uh, update, a goal in that game between Liverpool and Man United. 14 minutes gone, and it is Liverpool 1, leading Man United 0. Uh, Liverpool 1, Man United 0. The goal in the fifth minute to Diaz. So good start for Liverpool to keep their uh, hopes alive to take out the Premier League. Back to your text shortly, 0457 736, 736 But let's have a chat to Maddie Cox in Melbourne.
2: And a very good morning to Dan Pettigrew from our Sydney studios, part of the 1170 team up there. Morning to you, Dan. Morning, Maddie. You always whirl me with the music. Great song. <laughs> yes. Well, we've got to get us up in the back. I know. We've got to get us through the hump day somehow. Yeah, middle of the week. How quick's this week? How good is a short week? Oh, Very, very good. Particularly when you've got a couple of days yes. of leaves up your Lucky sleeve you. as well. Yes. Just uh, in the back pocket, stored away.
1: Um, <laughs> you enjoy that.
2: I will certainly. <laughs> um been a big news day down here. We'll get to the uh, the umpire descent, because I'm keen to get your thoughts mm-hmm. and a comparison of what goes on in the NRL. But we'll start with what's going on in the rugby league, because believe the West Tigers, who haven't had the best of trots, they uh, had a pretty impressive performance on the weekend.
1: Yeah, one on Easter Monday, 21 at points to 20. Hadn't won a game all year, Maddie, and uh, everyone in that club was under pressure. Their coach, a few people thought if... Uh, they were to lose on Monday, that he might not uh, survive another week. Uh, their halves, every, basically everyone in the club under pressure and then pulled out a wonderful performance against Parramatta that not many people would have tipped and finished with a Jackson-Hastings field goal from about uh, 40 metres out, uh, right on the full-time siren. So uh, there are a lot of teams in sport under pressure, but I think the Tigers were one of uh, the most um, teams under pressure in Australia really uh, coming into that game. So it is only one win. Um, how, however, uh, an important win and hopefully for the Tigers fans, something uh, to build on. Particularly given that it hasn't
2: been the, the easiest of uh, runs for them recently. Mm. And the pressure and speculation to get one of those releasing moments is probably one of the best feelings, not only if, if you're involved in the club, but also part of your supporter base to take some pressure off because 100%. we've got some teams in the AFL that are currently under that spotlight. Uh, Port Adelaide being one Mm. of those who were highly fancied coming into the year but are still winless after five encounters. So, no doubt they'll be striving to achieve something similar. This weekend as we head towards uh, a big Anzac Day weekend mm. uh, in your neck of the woods. I know the Storm Warriors clash has become a bit of a tradition yep. now, but what are some of the other matches that are coming our way this weekend in the NRL?
1: Yeah, we'll I'll get to Anzac Day in a second. Probably uh, the other uh, great clashes tomorrow night, Thursday night, I almost forget what night it is, uh, when uh, the Sharks play Manly. We saw the Sharks go down to Melbourne uh, last weekend. Melbourne too good for them, but they've been very good this year and so have Manly. So I think probably really the game of the weekend, at least on paper, tomorrow night. But yeah, Anzac Day, and I know I'll talk more about this on Monday, uh, but two really important games, especially uh, the Dragons and the Roosters, a tradition here, I think since 2002, uh, around then anyway, um, always a big crowd. Usually a sellout. It's probably not been a sellout the past couple of years. uh, Just, well, we didn't have 2020, and it was probably about 30, 35-odd thousand. uh, Just playing at the SCGs, not the greatest, ground to watch rugby league from but it is still a magnificent day it's my favorite day on the sporting calendar uh, every year it's just uh, so much fun i'm lucky enough to support one of the teams that play but uh, both teams both the dragons and the roosters do always rise to the occasion doesn't really matter where they are on the ladder so looking forward to that and yeah as you mentioned uh, maddie the storm uh, as well against the warriors that's been around for about 10 or so years now so a big day of rugby league on monday and yeah really looking forward to it
2: echo your sentiments there from an AFL perspective. Mm. Obviously, the Essendon-Collingwood encounter, which has raged on since the mid-90s and delivered such a, a spectacle, particularly when there's 100,000 gathered in the MCG and you stand for the minute's silence, the goosebumps that go up on mm. the back of the neck. and Hopefully, we'll get a, a decent crowd on Monday there as well. But as equally special is now our Anzac Day Eve encounter between mm. the Tigers and the D's. and. The D's just sent a little reminder the, to the competition of, on the weekend. They'd been just going, and then their third quarter, they kicked 10 goals to two, and um, they are now firing on all cylinders, or as close to as this early stage of the season. And the Tigers, well, they've got their own issues. They were uh, defeated by Adelaide last mm. weekend over in Adelaide, and they've got some key personnel out. So um, it'll be interesting to see. But as you just said, both teams in both games seem to rise to the occasion no matter where they sit on the ladder. So hopefully we'll get a, a couple of big encounters uh, coming our way across Anzac Day. The point I wanted to ask you yes. this morning, Dan, mm. there's been a debate raging down here since the weekend regarding umpire descent mm-hmm. and clarity around free kicks that are being given and what defines umpire descent. Is it as simple as raising the arms and... Are players allowed to ask umpires the question, which it seems as though the competition wants to try and stamp out. It's all about trying to garner more respect and engage more umpires. At local level, we're about 6,000 short across the country. In the NRL, how big of an issue is it for players approaching an umpire to either seek clarity on a decision that has been made or
1: challenge a decision? Well, just simply approaching uh, the referee isn't really a big deal. There is a time and a place where you have to do it, and you do see occasionally where uh, captains, or sometimes not even the captain of uh, whatever club, goes up uh, to the referee when it's not the time to do so. Um, However... When there is a break and play or a try has been scored, and quite often, to be honest, uh, it's often the referees actually calling the players over because it's the players doing the wrong thing. So, I'd say in the course of an eighty-minute game, it's probably more so the referee going to the players and the captain uh, than the other way around. But no, there's no real issue. We've got the captains' challenge uh, in the NRL, where uh, each team has uh, one uh, captain challenge a game, and of course, if they get it right, they manage to hold on to it. So. Yeah, we haven't. As long as they speak to them nicely and politely, there's no real issue if it's at the right time for players to go up to the referees and have a chat and try and talk about the decision. Now, if they are not happy with the decision or back chat, obviously, then they do get penalised. But yeah, just simply for a chat. uh, Yeah, we don't really seem to have much of an issue with that most weeks.
2: Does there seem to be a threshold? Because most of the conversation and debate over the course of the last 24 hours in our neck of the woods has been, what is is the mark or the line that you cross to then demonstrate that it is dissent or that it is disrespectful towards the umpire? Is there a threshold in the NRL that determines that or is it... Purely if you start abusing and it's, and it's obvious abuse towards the umpire or, mm. o- or obvious disrespect or dissent, yeah. um, that that qualifies it enough to be
1: penalised. Look, generally speaking, um, I'd have to say the players, you know, 90%, 95% of the time are pretty respectful uh, to the referee. But yes, I think if there was obvious dissent or abuse, you often see uh, say, uh once a penalty has been given, sometimes they march back another at ten metres. You would see um, players in or sent off if it was really. Uh, bad. I think the thing that probably annoys fans a bit, but this is not a dissent thing, is how often some captains, um, previous and uh, current, do go up uh, to the referee throughout the course of the game. Um, and some people would say they try to referee the game. Uh, not me, but some people would say that. But look, uh, I th- yeah, we don't really have a huge issue with that in uh, the NRL. Most players are fairly respectful and yeah, I can't really remember, maybe my listeners will be able to uh, remind me, but I can't really remember a time uh at least recently where there's been a huge issue uh with uh the captain or or whoever it is speaking uh to the referee. Nine times I did look and Matty, they do disagree a lot, obviously. Mm. Um, and sometimes, I'm sure, uh, some words are said that we don't hear. But, yeah, no, no, nothing that really springs to mind about a sin bin or a send-off or a penalty uh, due to the fact uh, that a player has spoken to a referee not very nicely. I'm going
2: to put you right on the spot here, Dan. Okay. If, <laughs> and one word, yes or no. Mm. If you were asked whether the captain's challenge should
1: <laughs> be brought into the AFL, yes or no? I uh, Well, I like it in the NRL, so yes, but I know a lot of people don't like it because they think it's just a time waster, but I don't really mind it as as long as it's used correctly and most clubs are getting used to that. So yeah, I don't mind it. I know a lot of people disagree with me though. Yes, well, that's where the yeah. debate starts, <laughs> yes.
2: doesn't it? I uh, believe your voice might be heard on our stations come Monday morning, so prepare yourself because yes. it'll be a big weekend of footy that you'll have to get your head around.
1: I'll be getting my head around all the AFL, uh, Maddie, and, of course, the NRL as well. And, yeah, looking forward to it, Anzac Day, very special day. So we'll have it all covered uh, at 5 a.m. on Monday morning.
2: Absolutely. Good luck with it all. Have a great weekend in the NRL. Enjoy
1: all the action, and uh, we'll speak to you again soon. Thank you, Mandy. We'll speak next week. Enjoy your couple of days off. I will, certainly. Thank you, mate. Matthew Cox there from uh, Tradies News in a Nutshell in uh, Melbourne. and Did get a text, just didn't get time uh, to get to it uh, from someone saying, was that Coxie on the piano playing live? Well, it could have been. He's a very, very talented man. Uh, very good uh, AFL commentator as well. I'm not entirely sure if it was him playing live, but I will ask him next week. I'm sure he'll play another song for us. Uh, in the in the football, uh, Liverpool now lead Man United two goals to nil. And Mo Salah with the second goal. So after 25 minutes of play, it's Liverpool two leading Man United nil. Liverpool two leading Man United nil. So. Uh, Liverpool doing very well in that game indeed. Now, back to your text, talking heartbreaking losses 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Uh, the Oval Treatment, and Rob, I'll get to yours in just a sec, but the Oval Treatment mentioned Jane Seville's disqualification in the walk in the 2000 Sydney Olympics, wasn't that? Uh, I can still remember it to the day. I think it was about 10 years old. It wasn't that absolutely devastating when that uh, happened. That's a great nomination. Um, and Rob uh, has texted in as well, saying, Dan, good morning. Heartbreaking loss has to be Jess Phoenix world title fight in Vegas. Absolutely dominated the fight, only to be given a draw. 30 years uh, later, the WEC reviewing the fight to give the belt to Fennec for his fourth world title. Thank you for that, Rob. Keep them coming in. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Uh, Just before a break, saw on the news uh, last night, uh, Sam Verrills. Now, we know the Sydney Roosters have... Sign Brandon Smith from the Melbourne Storm uh, to come to the Sydney Roosters for 2023 and beyond. But uh, Verils has been quoted over the past couple of months saying that that doesn't mean he will be leaving the club. Uh, There's been a lot of speculation that he'll find another home next year. And of course, that... Still a possibility, and he had his first game back last weekend against the Warriors. And I thought, uh, to be honest, you could see the difference in that Roosters team when Sam Verrills came onto the field. But he was at a press conference uh, yesterday, and basically, intent stayed uh, stated that he intended to be at the Roosters long term. No, that's obviously I know he's coming, but you know that's in a year's time. I'm still you know worried about I you know what's next game against the Dragons as well, and I'm not silly. I know he is coming, and he's a great player as well. So I'm not dumb about that, but. You know, I'm definitely going to put my foot forward and you know, try and smack the spot. And it will be interesting if Veryls does stay at the Roosters when Brandon Smith arrives. Now, you would imagine, and who knows, but you would imagine uh, Brandon Smith will go into that dummy half position. Um, but Veryl's a very good player. Of course, he's already won a premiership in that 2019 grand final win against the Canberra Raiders. Um, so uh, if he could stay injury-free and play his best football, it would be hard for the Roosters to let him go. Now... Uh, they're going to have to decide something. Maybe Verrill stays and comes off the bench for next year, but then you've got maybe still Connor Watson and Drew Hutchinson. So it's it's a good headache to have. Uh, But if Verrill does leave the Roosters, he'd be a good pickup for any side. He's a classy player. Just hopefully... Uh, he manages to uh, get away this season with no uh, injuries because he was very good, as I said, on Sunday against the Warriors. And Luke Keery, uh just whilst we're on the Roosters, also said in the same press conference, the Roosters are not at the level the top teams at the moment.
2: Melbourne, Penrith, throw Canola in there, Parramatta, um, South, <clears throat> they're better than us at the moment. It's no secret. Uh, we haven't competed with them probably the last 18 months of footy and we know where we need to get to to compete with them. We're working really hard to get to that level.
1: Yeah, well, he is right. I don't think, I mean, they did beat Parramatta last year, but I don't think they've beaten a top team for quite some time. And we saw what happened when they lost to Souths uh, a few weeks back. Uh, I think their next big game uh, against a top team will be Parramatta in Magic Round from, uh, if memory serves correctly. So interesting to see what happens there. 28 past five. Keep your text calls coming. 0457 736 736 asking heartbreaking losses in sport or indeed 1300 01 1170. You're listening to Tradies News in a nutshell. It is 28 past five. Yeah, it is. And it is eight minutes to six o'clock. Daniel Pettering with you coming up after 6 a.m. though. Jimmy Smith and Jalissa Abs. Jalissa is here in the studio. Morning, Jalissa. Good morning. How are you? Good. I sounded like you for a second there. Yeah, from last you week. did.
0: What's the go with uh, that? Who
1: knows? It's a lot of stuff going around, isn't there? But uh, all good. Uh, did you enjoy being back in the studio with Jimmy yesterday?
0: Um, I enjoyed being back in the studio. I mm. don't know that I enjoyed being
1: back with Jimmy. No. He bullies me. Yeah.
0: Um, he was very mean on my parking um
1: how did you go with the parking today
0: yeah fine because i didn't have to do it under pressure like no pressure. It's, it's people watching me you know
1: no one was watching you
0: no one was watching me, no.
1: That's good. I'm glad you did very well uh, with that. Hey, quick question. Uh, a lot of talk about Manly and Souths heading over to America for round one next year. Would you go and cover that for Channel 10 and SEN if you are given the chance?
0: Oh, absolutely. First of all, I love America. I would live there in a heartbeat. Actually, you know what? I say that I'd live there in a heartbeat, but would you really, if you if you lived there, would it be as good as when you visit? Because when I visit, I just absolutely Love it. I've been New York, Vegas, mm. uh, Grand Canyon, all that kind of area, did a road trip. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, I'd be up for that. I'm I'm pushing the agenda.
1: Are you? Yeah. You're the number one fan.
0: We, are, we need to break into the USA market and as many trips that we have to do over there, we'll just have to do
1: it. And you'd like to be on every single one of them, I'm sure. Oh,
0: I, I think it's important that I am.
1: I think so as well. <laughs> I think that's the most important bit of it. I, I do think, no, if they actually were serious about it, the game could grow. I mean, they love the NFL over there. I don't think it's the dumbest idea I've ever heard.
0: <laughs> look, I don't know that it. hard <clears throat> of me. Yes, we're going How well good are we <laughs> going this morning? Yes, if um, I, look, if I'm, if I'm looking at it through my objective mm. view. I am i don't think that there's a huge market. Okay. Well, there, there's a huge market there. Mm. I don't know if you'd tap into it okay. particularly well, but
1: it would be... Worth try.
0: a try. Yeah, and it, do you know, the publicity that you'd get for it in mm. Australia would almost just be worth it. Yeah. The
1: fact mm-hmm.
0: that you're taking a game over there... To America, you don't necessarily need to grow in America, but uh, just everyone would, all eyes would be on the NRL in Australia.
1: Totally agree. Uh, what is coming up on the breakfast show with you and Jimmy Smith after six AM, Dulles? We've
0: got a huge uh, show coming up. Mm. Do you know what um, uh, Steve Carfino's on? And yes. I'm really, intru- I'm really excited for this because Jimmy's been banging on about he how he is playing a celebrity. Basketball match, and he's never played basketball before. Is that crazy?
1: I feel like just going out to see it just to have a bit of a laugh. I know, I
0: think it'd be great. We've also got Ben Horn, he's going to talk about um, Cricket Australia potentially shifting the white ball cricket out of January, um, some of those fixture issues that we're starting to see in the clash that's happening with the big bash. Uh, so we'll talk to him, and uh, yeah, huge, um, huge, huge. Day of NRL yes. at the moment as well.
1: Thank you, Julissa. Uh Jalissa Apps, Jimmy Smith coming up for you after 6am. 2 0 in the soccer at the moment. Liverpool lead Man United at half time. An important game there for Liverpool. Alana with the news next, and it is Jimmy Smith and Jalissa Apps to take you through uh, your Wednesday morning. I'll catch you tomorrow morning from 5am. Have a good day.
2: When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.
1: Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.